and welcome to Obdurate Oarsman of the Ramjack Armada. Hello everyone, I am Alex, and joining me today, joining us, is our good friend Brad. Hello citizens, hello, hello. Welcome one and all to the Ramjack Podcast. Um, it's a casual episode this week, we're taking a break from Mr. T. Casual. Uh, one more time, uh, just because we're feeling a casual vibe right now. Nothing wrong with that. We are. We'll return to wherever in Canada the Mr. T, the TNT show happens. Mm-hmm. Did you see what Chris wrote us? I did. He was scouring LinkedIn or someplace and found someone that used to be a, a kind of a researcher on the show. Um, there was mention of a, a one-on-one pep talk with Mr. T himself in a limo. I would love to hear that pep talk. There was talk of contacting the actual police and saying, hey, we're doing a show. We need to know, like, how do you make a bomb? Like, how could we make a realistic bomb for the show? Just like, and also asking and researching about real crime to kind of bring it to the show and inspire episodes. Um, Interesting stuff. Indeed. Indeed. Do we write this person like an email? Like, hey, you know, don't, you don't have to do this, but we're Ramjack the podcast. Kind of a big uh, deal. Hundreds of episodes. I don't know if you're familiar. Uh, recording for well over a decade. This way. If you, if, in your own time, if you can, just answer these questions. Brad and I will do a dramatic reading of what you say. One of us, will, you can choose who gets to read your responses and who's the interviewer, and we'll just do a, an interview that way. Because I want to know more about the show. I want to know. I want to know about that pep talk. That's what I want to yeah. know about. Pep talk. Just like what it was like on the set. I, uh, whose idea was it to the like was that just around in the writer's room and then i i want to know everything tell me everything yeah i yeah so many mysteries so many mysteries if we don't preserve this no one will so no. it's on us now to do it yeah yeah absolutely agreed 100 percent. brad you're enjoying that regal life again correct i'm back in it guys i'm back in it I mean, there's not a lot of options, but I'm back in it. <laughs> more and more coming up on the horizon as yeah. the days go by. We got a purge about to happen. There's going to be a new purge. Uh, there's going to be a, a Black Widow. Um, what do you do with the next purge movie? I I don't remember seeing trailers or anything. Like that. Oh, I've seen the trailers. Trailers are. It looks pretty wild. It looks like it looks like just we're just purge forever. I think I think that may be the name of it. It's oh. like. I don't know. It's like, basically, it's like the purge ends and people keep purging. <laughs> and everyone's like, wait, oh. what, what? But you're only supposed to purge for the one day. And they're like, fuck you, motherfucker. <laughs> I, is that really a purge at that point? I, you know what? It's all, it's it's what will, it is. Uh, listen, In guys, context of the movie, yeah. Next episode, um, yeah, next episode, I'll I'll tell you all about the forever purge. <laughs> next episode, I should have a report, because on July 4th is when that Chris Pratt, uh, let's take an army from the past to fight Ooh. aliens in the future movie hits. Right. I saw somewhere that he said, guys, don't get it twisted. I, this is not my big action debut. Dude, you've been in like a billion action movies. And just so you should clear, action this... Movie. You've never done anything but action movies. Yeah. Have you ever been in a non-action movie? I don't know if it was like he's mostly been in ensemble pieces. Anyway, it, it, he was saying, "Look, don't compare me to my father-in-law, Arnold Schwarzenegger. This is not I, this is not my Terminator movie, guys." Literally, no one is comparing you to Arnold Schwarzenegger. First of all, I like Arnold Schwarzenegger, so <laughs> don't get it confused, Chris Brad. Brad and I like Arnold Schwarzenegger. What are you doing? Like, even if Other he does believe a lot movie. of shitty things, like, I still like Arnold Schwarzenegger. You're a piece of shit. Um, is Gutenberg's okay? Guys, listen, this is a serious issue. Very uh, serious. 
Because I I'm I'm sure you're all following Steve Gutenberg on Instagram. Why would you not be? Uh, but if you ha- if you happen to have missed him, you know the algorithm's weird. Sometimes you miss things, guys. Yeah. You need to go back uh, like a week or two and just chronic and just see what's going on. Because he started posting regular updates. And the first one was frightening because he kept looking off camera, frightened, as though he was being watched, surveilled, controlled. I don't know. Um, he's, he's giving sort of uplifting messages in a, in a frantic, um, harried state. He's, he's usually in a gym. He looks scared. I think Steve Gutenberg has been kidnapped by a cult. Hey, good morning. So this is what I've been thinking about. Time. Time. We only have so much of it. Be really, really careful with your time. Give it to people you love, you care about. Give it to your work, be productive. Uh, Don't give it to nonsense. And uh, make sure that you keep it where you want to keep it, which is where it means to be. Someplace that is worthwhile. People that are worthwhile. You only have two hands, so uh, make the most of your time. Don't spend it on nonsense. Do not spend it on nonsense. Okay. Uh, Stay positive and uh, keep remembering that uh, it's all up to you. So you got the the, the decision every day. You want to be happy or you want to not be happy. Wake up. Tell yourself, I want to be happy. Do everything you can to make that happen. What else are we supposed to take away from any of this other than that? It's frightening. It's frightening and I'm worried. Um... Every day, there's just a new, a new one, and it's, and they're all, I'm always like, what does it mean? What does it mean? Like, there's clearly some coded messages. Uh, guys, we need to save Steve Gutenberg. I, I can't even remember what he said today, but he did say that he is reading every message and comment, and that he loves to read them, and I don't know if we should send a message or not, or if that's also code for something else. It's... Uh, yeah, it's it's hard to tell. It's like it's like I I know it seemed like he escaped from the cult, uh, made it to a basketball game. Um, but then the next day he was like, "You just gotta believe. You just gotta believe, 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 believe." Believe in yourself. Believe, 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 believe. That's what I gotta tell you. Believe, believe. Whatever you do, just keep believing. Don't question it. Just, just. Just follow the follow the plan. <laughs> he said Don't. something. It was either today or yesterday about just let it go. That change thing, the channel. Change the channel. That's what it was. I'm sorry. I was paraphrasing. Uh, change the striving. channel was today. If you get a thought in your head that you don't like, change the channel. Just like you change the television. Change the channel. So if something comes in that's not how you want to live and not what you want to listen to, change the channel. It's easy. Just tell yourself to change the channel. Have a great day. Remember, change the channel. Like like my Aunt Vera said, change the channel. If something gets into your mind that you don't like, change the channel. Change if, the channel. If, you, if, if you get bad thoughts in your head, change the channel. If you question the leader, change the channel. I mean, it's awesome because we were, I mean, I brought up Gutenberg because we were fans, we're fans of Arnold. We, we're fans of Gutenberg. We read his book a long time ago on the show and talked about it. We've watched stuff we, he's we, been we in. We read like, a few chapters of his book. We never yeah, finished it because you didn't catch up. And uh, Well, read could mean any length of a, a piece of literature. Um, but, so we're fans. And it would be awesome. And in the same vein that I've seen Arnold post videos or things, it's like, okay, this is cool. If it wasn't, the, if the scary cult thing wasn't a factor in it. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing that bothers me. And it's dude, very upsetting. Like, he's, Check up on him. He's being controlled. I don't know who's doing this to him, but he needs help. 
Guys, if you can help Steve Gutenberg, please help Steve. Please do. He's he's a treasure, and we can't afford to lose him. <laughs> Not like this. No. At least he's working out. He was doing some kind of, like, weird... He, he On one of the videos, he told you how to do an exercise with, like, a weight bar or something. Mm-hmm. He's trying stuff, you know? Yeah. What, what else are you supposed to do when you're trapped in a cult? Right. I, I don't, when your mind is ensnared, who knows? What, you'll try anything. You'll, when you're not allowed to leave, yeah. Yeah, can't leave. Won't leave. Shouldn't leave. Can I leave? No. Change the channel. Change the channel. Change the channel. Speaking, Speaking about which, leaving, change the channel. Believe, 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 believe. Change the channel. <laughs> Brad, going back to movies, mm-hmm. what have you seen in the theater so far? And what was it like to finally go back to the theater mm. after for so long? First things first, took off last Friday, went to the theater, saw Fast 9, 11.30 a.m., full butt kicker seat experience. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> wonderful way to go back to the theater. Like, perfect movie. It was great. It was absolutely wonderful. Everything about it was a delight. Was the audience still at the the six or eight of you that you had seen the day before? I think we picked up maybe one or two more, maybe. But yeah, I mean, eleven thirty a.m. on a Friday, yeah. Yeah, Spartan crew. Yeah, but it was it was it was wonderful. It was a it was a great great experience. Loved it. Um, amazing film. Great film. What else can you tell us? I mean, what's there to say? It's great. Go see it. I think it will stream pretty quickly on whatever movie channel. Or whatever streaming service it's related to. So that's when I will see it. Um, and yeah. I cannot wait because I've, I've been hearing some interesting stuff. It's so good. I heard a fan theory that can't be real. But obviously, they were, I think they were making it up mockingly. That had to do with what if um, uh, Vin Diesel's character is an angel? Like, a, like an angel? And I was like, what are you talking about? But they went to pretty incredible lengths going through across the movies to be like, well, look, look at this evidence here, look at this evidence here. And uh-huh. it was for a joke. It was like, you could think of it this way, but any sane human being wouldn't because that's absolutely ridiculous. But just the fact that there's that they could bend it and there are some crazy things that happen uh, makes me more, even more interested. It's so great. I mean, I, I'm excited that the next one will be out next April. So cannot wait. It's going to be a delight. These movies are the fucking best. I rewatched um I rewatched 8 before I before I saw 9 and ah uh, just so good. So good. I I am I'm I'm I may see it again in the theater just because again not a lot not a lot of movies in the theaters these days. Um and when it goes on when it's streaming um and we can easily access it, uh, we're probably going to watch it with Claire. So, uh, I'll I'll probably nice. see this two or three more times in the next month or so. It's a it's a treat. It's a treat. I highly recommend. Can you can you at least tell me who in the crew is back? That's not much of a spoiler at all. Oh, literally everyone except um, you know, The Rock. Cuz I know I know he he's not on good terms with Vin Diesel. Yeah, they they hate each other, so yeah, The Rock wasn't there. In my mind, all of them from every movie just keep coming back. Yeah, exactly. And that's just how it's going to be. With the including um <laughs> including fuck i can't remember anyone's name right now uh jason statham wasn't he, he was in like the uh the in credit scene but he wasn't really in the movie nor was his sister so they weren't in it but paul walker who has been dead for quite a while now like they're still like talking about him <laughs> like he because the character's still alive so it's like he's watching the kids which is weird <laughs> <laughs> so it's always like yeah he's with the kids and at the end of the movie like they're waiting for him to have dinner and then he, and then they have the, the car drive up 
And, you know, we obviously we don't see him because he's long dead. He's been dead <laughs> for a while. Yeah, he's been dead for quite a while. And I was like, I mean, I... Like, I get that you don't want to just, like, I guess, I, but just kill him off. Like, can't you just, like, ha- like have that car come up and then blow up or something? I don't know. Like, can we just, <laughs> like, can we just, like. Oh, no, Walker and the kids. <laughs> like, we, we, we got to stop pretending that this dead person is alive. It's very weird. Because we know we're not going to see him in the movie. Like, if they, if they did, like, a fucking digital Paul Walker, that would be weird. I mean, they kind of did that, you know, in his last movie. Yeah. Because they had to finish off his scenes, and they had, like, his, his brothers um, as stand-ins, and then they just kind of put a digital Paul Walker face on them, but... We're getting closer to the point where they could easily pull off a Digibridge super realistic Paul Walker. Well, I mean, they can do but it now. Why? Like, they did it for that Star Wars movie. Yeah, true. It's fine. Like, it just... In my mind, it would be more fun if they kept if they if they're going to try to keep him around like that. They just see how far they can push it. Where we see him from the back, but we ne- we just for somehow never see his face. But they go to elaborate links to include him, and it's yeah. just guys. What the hell? Like, like it's it's please kill him. It's just oh, this is weird. Awkward. It's so weird. I, I just like we we gotta we gotta stop. We, can we just like not just don't even mention him. Like, but the thing is, in this one, they they bring in, you know, um, his wife, so they've got to explain why she's there and he's not, so. He's watching the kids. Yeah. She needed some time away just to herself. She hasn't had a a night out or a a heist out in a while. Yeah. So, yeah. It's very strange. Very strange. But, yeah. But other than that, it was was delightful. Can't wait. Yeah. Cannot wait. So good. All those magnets, great. So much crazy (laughs) magnet shit. Wonderful. <laughs> so, what was the what was the other movie you've seen in the theater? The other movie I saw, and I feel wildly conflicted about this movie. I saw the latest Conjuring, which is the Conjuring. The devil made me do it. Now, as we all know, this is the this is the third Conjuring, but the eighth in the Conjuring universe of movies. Hmm, only one less than Fast and the Furious so far. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, they gotta catch up. They gotta catch up. You gotta make more more Annabelles or nuns. Well, I think they're making another the nun. I think there's gonna be another nun. Maybe another Annabelle. I don't know. There's a lot. There's a lot. But this is the yeah. third that's the, the Conjuring. And the pro- Okay. The problem with these fucking movies is that it's based on, um, on, uh, what are those fuckers' names? Um, Ed Lorraine Warren? Like, those dummy, uh, paranormal investigators? Mm-hmm. And it's, it's based on their true investigations, Brad. These are real... Yeah. ...stories. And, like, listen, they're dead. So, if you want to make, if you want to use them as, as fodder to make movies, I'm, I'm... I'm fine with it for the most part because they're dead. Like, they're not, they're personally not actively making money off of it. Like, I know their estate is or whatever, but they're personally not getting cash out of this fucking grift that they made money off of their entire fucking lives. So, I, there's that. But this last one, the, this one, because it's based on that actual case where the guy said that the he was possessed by the devil and therefore he, he the, the murder he committed wasn't his fault because he was possessed by the devil. And, and they were testified in that case. That is gross. Yeah. And so they made a, they made a horror movie out of that. And I'm like, I don't know. This is, 
this is, I think this is a step too far. Cause this was like a real thing and like a guy really got killed and this fucking lunatic said that he was possessed by the devil. So I don't know if you can make it, a horror movie out of that. From what I know, and this could be wrong cause someone was telling me about this movie recently that they saw it. The guy at least initially got away with it. He said, yeah, I was possessed by the devil. And for some reason, whatever court district and whatever time, they're like, okay, it was a temporary bout of insanity. You may or may not have been possessed by a demon. You're free to go. No, no, he, he was, no, he went to jail. Okay, good. Yeah. Good. Well, then what the fuck were these people telling me about? I, I don't know what they were telling Liars about. is who these people yeah. are, are I misinformed. Mean, like, like, he got, he got like a 10 year sentence. And like, I think he only served like five years, but... Well, at least he served more than Bill Cosby is in observing, which is also good, but... <sighs> fucking serious. Guys, this has been a fucking week. Just to put a timestamp on this week, um, Bill Cosby uh, released on a weird technicality that doesn't make any fucking sense. None. Um, Britney Spears, still a prison of her, imprisoned by her family. Um, cool. Great. Wonderful. Glad that's allowed to happen in the fucking world. Um, Joe Biden is illegally bombing Syria again. Uh, Israel is ramping up attacks on Gaza again. Uh, everything is fucking awful. Like, this is the shittiest week, and the only good news is that Don Rumsfeld is dead. And Meghan McCain's finally gonna not be on The View anymore. I hadn't heard that one. Interesting. Oh, yeah. that, that, she Taking time for today. herself, or she's leaving um, at the end of this. So there's still at the end of this season of The View, whenever the hell that is, in a few weeks, uh, she will be Dunzo. Interesting. So I mean, yeah, that's good get rid news. Of her, but... And Rumsfeld being dead is good news. Everything else is a hell world. So yeah, yeah. The Northwest is melting. Yeah. So freaking hot. The Delta variant is rampaging across the United States and the world. It's weird times. It's like the shittiest week. Like, it is a wildly terrible week. Uh, very bad. Um, but yeah, this Conjuring movie, weird. <laughs> All that to say, the Conjuring movie is weird and makes Brad uncomfortable for the, the lines that they cross. I just, I, I just think, like, you've got, you've got to stay farther away from reality with your goofy horror movies. Like, I just feel like this is a little too, like, stick with, stick with your evil dolls and your scary nuns. Like, that's, that's where you can make your movies. Don't go into, like, actual murder trials. So, how much does it play with the idea of it could have been demon possession? No, it's, it just it's straight up that it's actual demons, like. That is irresponsible. Yeah, that is, demons are not movie. real. All that superstitious stuff isn't real. And That's not, wrong. You yeah, can't not, do that. But not only is it the fact that, yeah, the guy was actually possessed by a demon. Now, in, like, like in, like, the court case, he was saying he was possessed by the devil. And, like, the warrants were like, yes, demonic possession is real. In this movie, what we find out, what the warrants discover, which, again, this is, this is not even shit that they wrote about or made up, like, in their stupid books. Like, this is, like, again, we are, we are, this is what's in the movie. This is not even what they pretended to be. Be real in reality, which was already fucking made up nonsense. Uh, but in the movie, uh, the Warrens discover that 
there's a satanic, um, there's, there's a, there's like this, uh, um, satanic uh, ritual going on. So we're playing into like that 80s, like satanic panic bullshit. Lame. And like, again, that's fucked up because people thought that shit was real for a while and it did a lot of damage and a lot of people Mm -hmm. like had their lives harmed by that shit. Um, but also, like, now with all this, like, QAnon, like, satanic pedophile bullshit, I think maybe it's not a good time to bring back satanic panic stuff. No, not at all. Like, leave, leave satanic cults out of your movie that's based on a real fucking murder. It would have been infinitely more interesting just as a concept, because, again, I haven't seen this. I I don't really have much interest because I'm not a a huge horror movie guy, Um, unless it's just done really, really well, and there's, like, a spin on it that I can get into, like Paranormal Activity. Still really think that movie's amazing. But that's a little different. Um, All that to say, it would have been more interesting to me if it had leaned in and been like, oh, yeah, it it left it ambiguous on whether or not there was actually demons or whatever, or Satan itself involved. But this just seems like another... Silly monster. Yeah. Which I just like, listen, if you want to have this like trial going on in the background of your movie and then like do another story that's about like this satanic um, like ritual going on, do that. Do that. But you have to disconnect it more from actual events in the real fucking world because no, this is fucked up. Like, just can't wow. do this. Um, also, too many rats. Too many rats in this movie. I did not did not like seeing that. That was not okay. Ooh. No thank you. No thank you. How, um, do, the, how do the lead characters keep not getting fucked up by all this paranormal stuff? Because at this point, they're eight movies in. Oh, Alex, I'm so glad you asked. Because that brings me to my favorite part of the movie. <sighs> um, How do they not get getting fucked up? Oh, they do get fucked up, Alex. They do <gasps> get fucked up. Because Patrick Wilson, again, these movies, they, they've taken place, like, over, like, a period of, like, I don't know, like, 10 or 15 years or something. I don't know when the first one's supposed to be set, but um, they're, they're, they're clearly aging them up a little bit. Um, but Patrick Wilson in this movie, um, during the first, like, exorcism they're doing, like, the beginning of the movie, like, they're fighting, they're fighting off this demon from this little kid, um, and the demon, like, attacks Patrick Wilson and he has a heart attack. Oh! <gasps> For the rest, that's it though. You think no, it could hold up? Hold up. For the rest of the fucking movie, Patrick Wilson is constantly like out of breath, and he's got like a cane, and he's just like constantly like, whew, oh boy, and he's like constantly have to take like his heart pills. Like, <laughs> there's something so funny to me about him just constantly huffing out of breath. <laughs> Like that is amazing. Oh, it's so good. He's just he's got this like fake gut and like a little bit of old age makeup, and he's just panting constantly and just like getting out of breath, like walking through the woods. It's great. It's fucking great. <laughs> I mean, it, it's interesting that that's the that's the worst thing that happens to you when you're fighting these supernatural creatures. Well, I mean, a heart attack. Listen, there's also he also almost gets possessed by the by the curse and like I like there's all kinds of demonic shit going on. Sure, um, he's oh they're constantly being chased by this like gross overweight like nude corpse. What? Yeah, so, like, this... Why? Okay, so this woman that's doing this evil satanic ritual, like, um, like, they're trying to, they're trying to solve the mystery, so they, they break into, um, a, um, funeral parlor, because, because, um, she has to touch the corpse of the girl that died so she can find out who's doing this with her powers that she has, um... 
And um, but what she doesn't realize is that the that the the occultist, uh, if she can see her, then they can see each other. Um, and once she sees who's trying to track her down, um, she uses her evil magic, black magics, to possess a another dead body that's in this fucking funeral home and uh, sends it chasing after them. <laughs> Like a zombie or like yeah. a yeah basically okay. it's it's and then it happens again later and it's like wait was this like and I think that part's like in a dream or something uh, but I'm just like how's this guy back it's great <laughs> it's real dumb <laughs> okay. it's enjoyable but hugely problematic how was the theater for that were there a lot of people there or was it another morning showing um no this was like a this was a late night uh, Friday night I saw I saw Fast and the Furious in the morning and then I did like a late. I did a, I did 11:30 fast Fast and the Furious, then I did a 10:30 p.m. Conjuring. Oh wow! Really enjoyed that day off. It was nice. So the theater, I'm assuming, was because it would have been, I would say, at least more full than normal, right? I'm well. I mean, it's still quarantine times, friend. There's not that many people going to the theaters. Like, I there's I think there's more than Fast and the Furious, but like, there's not that many. Also, this movie's also this movie's also also streaming on HBO Max, so you can see it right now. Oh yeah. But I could go up and see it. You could watch it right now. You could you um, could see that that uh, that corpse are running around. <laughs> I don't know if I'm interested. Just I, I, even the fact that it's more problematic bothers me. And the fact it's that weird. someone lied to me about what happened. Now I have to yeah, find this person weird. and be like, "What the fuck?" I don't like they they maybe did they not had pay attention to the movie. <laughs> Clearly, to be honest, well, I don't know if they actually saw it. I think they were doing research on it, but that also means the research wasn't good. Yeah, and it might, they might have been like duped by a site. To be honest, they're not. They they are a younger person, so maybe they uh, just didn't know what was up. Yeah, no. It, My bad for bringing their lies without following through to the show. Yeah, the judge was like, kind of "This funny. is fucking nonsense," and uh, yeah, so he went to jail. Yeah. Nice. So, what about you? What have you been watching? What's up? I I've been watching the new Loki show, which we'll wait and talk about. I guess once you eventually stream it, if you do, mm-hmm. it's um, I, I would say more interesting than both WandaVision and um, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Got some strong Doctor Who-like vibes to it, which are good. And yeah. from what I know, because I, I didn't know much about the character or like the comic books, like the history of the Loki character. Mm-hmm. And uh, since it started, I've watched some videos about it uh, on YouTube, just going into deep dive. Like, hey, just so you know, this is some of the stuff they did with Loki in the past. And it's neat to see what they draw upon and what they, they change and stuff to, I guess, keep comic fans not just interested, but also... Um, surprised um i will say there were some people who like me didn't know at first or didn't know any of the history of loki and are a little let down by it but i, I, I don't know I, it is slower paced but I, I i enjoy it it's so far it's been fun okay so uh we'll see what happens there that's that's all i'll say cool 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 i'm trying to think of what else that we watch i mean i know i've seen other things and i've watched movies but i none of them i'm not they're just fleeting memories nothing to uh, really hold on to there are other things happening in the world, though, Brad. Okay. So there were some researchers in the UK that partnered um, with a company to come up with the world's first weight loss device uh, to help fight the global obesity uh, epidemic. I don't think, Alex, it, I'm going to call this one like I called the bird one. I don't, incorrect. <laughs> Not a chance. <laughs> what do you mean? You just said there's some re- researchers that got together to develop the world's first weight loss device. 
this is what they are calling it. There's there's a it's a university um, that's also in the. I they can call where it whatever this university? they want. It's not the world's first weight loss device. Well, yeah, I, I'm reading their Twitter release. They say uh, Atego, I think is the name of this place. It's a university. Uh, I'm obviously mispronouncing it. And UK researchers have developed the world's first weight loss device to help fight the global obesity epidemic. It's an intraoral device that restricts a person to a liquid diet. Essentially, they put a strong magnet brace on two of your teeth, and it allows you to open your mouth to talk, and it doesn't impair speech that much, but it makes it impossible to open your mouth very wide. It essentially does to your mouth what TMJ did to me when I was younger and had it for a couple of months, where I couldn't open my mouth very far. Um, And it's supposed to restrict, so you, you only have a liquid diet, and that's how you lose weight. You could just only have a liquid diet. No, Brad. But the problem is sticking with it. That's why they made this weird brace thing that they put in your mouth that holds your mouth shut with magnets. And there's no way to remove this thing? Uh, it's called the Dental Slim Diet Control, and it's an intraoral device fitted by a dental professional to the upper and lower back teeth. It uses magnetic devices with unique custom-manufactured locking bolts, and it allows the wearer to open their mouth only about 2 millimeters, restricting them to a liquid diet. But it allows free speech, Brad. It allows free speech. How does it allow free speech? But it doesn't restrict breathing. How does it, how can you speak if you can only open your mouth two millimeters? Well, it's not putting a filter on anything you're saying, Brad. Well, it's sure. just something that oh, keeps yes. your mouth from going up and high. Okay, I still have perfectly free speech. I can talk all I want to talk. Well, see, I, 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 from the video that I'm seeing of you, friend, you were not opening your mouth enough for the two millimeters. Two millimeters, is, I think, is a healthy, I, I mean, I think you could actually grind food up and sneak some food in there, but at that point, it's might as well be liquid. I, yeah, um, again, just have a liquid diet. I don't understand this. It's just enough for a straw. I, some people have lack self-control, and this is the only way to uh, make uh, sure that, that they... The, so a dentist is the only person that's capable of, of removing this thing? Yes. Like that... Dentist is only recommended. That seems wildly dangerous. What, um, if you, what if you choke on your liquid diet? I mean, yeah. There's so many things that could happen here that would end up bad for you. And you are not the only person to take notice of that, Brad. After they tweeted about this, a lot of people started asking the hard questions. A lot of people asked, why would we even do this? Who in their right mind would fit themselves with this kind of brace and like subject themselves to this kind of thing? So that they had to come out and clarify. Whoa, 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 whoa. To clarify, the intention of the device is not intended as a quick or long-term weight loss tool. Rather, it is aimed to assist people who need to undergo surgery and who cannot have the surgery until they have lost weight. That is not what they said originally, and that is not how the first press release rounds went, by the way. This was supposed, in their minds, this is a weight loss tool you can use. Like you would use Weight Watchers, Brad. Have a dentist essentially wire your mouth shut, but not really, just with magnets. It doesn't affect your smile. You can smile at people and they'll never know that you have magnets holding your mouth together. You can't even really scream effectively. This this is incredibly stupid. Agreed. Like this is it doesn't make sense at all. Like just just have the liquid diet. Like I don't understand what's stopping people from just having the liquid diet. So there is apparently a history of this and I, I Okay, okay, Alex, I'm I'm breaking news, breaking news. Uh-huh. Um the Ramjack podcast has developed the first weight loss method ever created in the history mm-hmm. of the universe. Wow. Um yeah, it's called uh you pay me uh 
$50,000. I will come to wherever you live. I will come into your home. I will throw away all of the food in your refrigerator, your pantry, all of it. Every item of food. I will I will throw it away. I will take it, put it in the dumpster myself. Um, and then I will buy you some Slim Fast or whatever liquid diet you want. And that's what you'll have. But you give me $50,000. This is the first weight loss program ever invented. Hmm. Any takers? Any, any uh... Get at us. Tell us what's up. And then if if you're worried about your self-control or whatever, uh, you can pay me another $5,000 a day after that to follow you around. Um, And if you try to eat something that's not part of your liquid diet, I'll slap it out of your hand. This is the first weight loss program ever created. So for a while, and I did not know this, because why why would anyone know this? People were wiring their mouths shut the old-fashioned way at a dentist office as a form of weight loss, like, as a a mechanism for it. I did not know this was happening, and this is a UK company, and I think university, so maybe it was something they just did in the UK. I have never heard of this. It sounds insane. And they reference it in their, like, press release and article of, like, hey, just so you know, in the past, people did similar things to this, but ours is newer and better, because, again, we can see your smile. Also, you can have more, you can open your mouth a little bit, at least. Um, But it goes into the history of it, and it says, and I'm just quoting the article here, the practice of surgically wiring people's jaws shut became popular in the 90s. 1980s, but it came with risks. Vomiting brought with it a risk of choking, and after 9 to 12 months, months, patients developed gum disease. In some cases, they were continuing issues with restriction of jaw movement, and some developed acute uh, yeah, jaw conditions. There was also the fact that it didn't work because it just restricted you to a diet of liquid, and when you took it off, people just went back to doing the same thing they did before. They, they never actually learned to like control their diet or exercise or anything like that. I want to point out two things first. Second of all, mm-hmm. that's not going to be any different with this device. No, um, not at all. And second, if this already existed, then once again, this is not the first uh, no. device for weight loss ever invented in the history of the universe. I think their stupid idea, which again stupid is that wiring someone's mouth shut is using wires but using a magnet a sophisticated magnet brace is could blend bleed the, the definition of device guys stop um listen i saw i saw fast and the furious 9 i know what magnets can do magnets can do a lot of things mm-hmm. um they aren't weight loss devices like, I, yeah, again, maybe, maybe just, not like, use them just for that. have a liquid diet. Like, nothing's stopping you from having a liquid diet. What, what, yeah. is, the, what is the line that cross where it's like, I'm willing to go on an all-liquid diet, but I somehow can't stop stuffing donuts in my face? Like, yeah. you're willing to spend the money to have your jaw, like, magneted shut by a dentist for whatever reason, whether you're having surgery or you're just a fucking lunatic. Why don't you just throw away all of your other food and just have the liquid diet? Because that's not how people are wired, Brad. People are supposed to eat food. We're not supposed to be on all-liquid diet. It goes against everything your instincts <laughs> tell you. I like- So... I, but the jump to being willing to having your mouth magneted shut, like, if you can go through with that, first of all, it's not that you're just going through with that insane thing. I'm sure it's wildly expensive. 
Um, it's definitely uncomfortable. It's certainly unsafe. And also, that is the most humiliating thing I can imagine. Yeah. Like, if, yeah. if you, like, like, there's, an, uh, if you, uh, imagine trying to explain to someone, oh, you have to excuse me, I had my mouth magneted shut, uh, because I'm on an all-liquid diet, and for whatever reason, I need to have my mouth magneted shut. Like, you should, uh, you should be bullied till the day you kill yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Which should not be that long after putting magnets in your mouth. I mean, it is, it is a weird. It's a it's a weird solution for something. Of, I, I for any like I, no, just don't do this. This is stupid. Yeah, this is wildly stupid. Twitter laughed at these people, and it was justified. And hopefully, they just crawl back into whatever dentist office this idea came out of. Who knows? Yeah, it's very bad. Very bad. I'm gonna mention this. Because it, it struck me as bizarre, and I'm not 100% sure why they're doing this. This was uh, reported in The Guardian. Three years ago, Brad, a small group of academics in Germany, uh, they were part of a university, launched an unprecedented collaboration with the military of Germany. They're going to use novels to try to pinpoint the world's next conflicts. Are they on to something? Wait, what? Brad, <laughs> academics at a German university said, you know what? I, what if we could use novel, the stories people write, to see if there's a correlation between that and the conflicts in there and the drama to real world events, and then see if we can predict if these novels are going to uh, tell us the future, so that we can prepare ourselves. First of all, you know? uh, first of all, all all novels are stupid, and especially novels that are published now, they're all for babies. Uh, second of all. I can tell you where all the conflicts are going to be, um, because they're the same ones that have been going on for my entire life. They're going to be Israel, like, uh, conducting a fucking genocide of the Palestinians. Uh, there's going to be everywhere that America wants to invade or destroy for, for oil or other resources. They're going to be all the places where, uh, there are climate refugees. Uh, that's where the conflicts are gonna be. I don't need to read fucking Harry Potter to find that. Um, yeah, it's super weird. I don't... I... Like, why would you think study, this was gonna work? It, it looks like the next major conflicts in the world are gonna be between evil wizards, um, and, uh, people that turn into dogs. Weird. Huh. Also, werewolves, apparently. Interesting. Thought it would be in the Middle East. Turns out it's with werewolves. Yeah, there's, there's, um, th th there was a lot of, uh, I would say, s skepticism toward this idea. Yeah. It only lasted for two years, and a lot of people said exactly what you said, Brad. <laughs> this is nonsense. What the fuck are you talking about? What do you mean, literature? Um, because there, it was very loosely defined, um, as to what actual written pieces they would research to try to come up with this that definitely wasn't the news that de this is not we're not going to just read news everywhere to try to figure out where there's problems and uh social issues at a large scale we're going to read fiction is that in the I mean, forums which is, which of like mostly like anything that's like any sort of like political intrigue or anything is all written by hacky like political people are people that are just regurgitating what they see on tv in the news like it's not like it's not like fiction is being writ written by by like fucking uh, 
Noam Chomsky isn't writing the fucking Tom Clancy novels. Like, Tom Clancy novels are being written by, like, Alex Jones weirdos. Oh, yeah. So, one of the reasons that they were, that they got people to buy into this idea, which again didn't work, uh, and is absolute nonsense, was that they drew correlations with technology advancements and how people wrote about it a long time ago. Um, a, A lot of people wrote science fiction that described future technologies like the internet well before it came about. Mm-hmm. So why can't in a similar idea these fictions tell us about what's going to happen in other avenues of the world, Brad? Because uh, science fiction is, like, the ideas for science fiction are based on imaginings of projecting where we are based on where we are currently. So they're using that as a model to imagine the future. Whereas anything dealing with, like, uh, politics or uh, conflicts is also going to be imagined based on what's happening currently and not take into account anything in the future. I mean, if you're going to go from this perspective, yeah, it's it's basically Nostradamus. I wrote all this stuff. <laughs> you can pick and choose what may or may not seem like it might have had correlations with actual events. I, I, go for it. I, I It's yeah. nonsense. Um, but Brad, H.G. Wells wrote about atomic bombs three decades before the atomic bombs were dropped. Yeah. How do you explain that? And everyone wrote about <laughs> flying cars. And as the internet loves to point out every five minutes, why don't we have flying cars yet? Because you can't. It's stupid. It's not going to happen. Brad, there was an author in 1968 that imagined Europe states forming a collective union. China's rise to global power and the economic decline of Detroit. And you're telling me that the authors can't predict the future. Um, look at Star Star Trek Imagine, um, like, uh, uh, wireless communicators, but at the same time, they still, like, um, like, they couldn't imagine the internet being good enough that they carried around all of their information on separate little tablets. Like, uh, like, there's fucking scenes where Captain Picard's got, like, a stack of little, like, iPads where each one's a different fucking thing. <laughs> Motherfuckers and that couldn't is- even figure that shit out. That was my favorite thing. There was an episode where I think Barkley was distributing iPads. And yeah. It was just like, everybody, take an iPad. It's like, no, motherfucker. Everyone would have these. It's like personal devices. It's like How do each, you not just have each, an iPad? Oh, each book's on its own separate um, fucking iPad. Cool. Yeah, great. Cool. They figured it out. <laughs> like, yeah, they kind of got some stuff. They kind of didn't get some stuff. They kind of didn't get some stuff. Yeah, it's... It's crazy, and it's weird that it went on for two years, and it's weird that some people defended it and still defend it. It's it's bizarre. Mm-hmm. A height of lunacy. I don't understand why Mother- motherfuckers can-, can can figure out on Star Trek how to fucking transport through thin air, but they can't not be racist against the Irish in that one episode. <laughs> I mean, it's interesting that the Irish lasted into space. Like that, that was a weird episode yeah, in its it own right. Yeah, it was. Brad, you peeped me to a television show coming out. It's a, it's a dating show on Netflix um, called uh, Sexy Beast. Mm-hmm. And in this show, uh, people think they're going on a, on a reality dating show. They are, and they're going to be dating, but they are going to have elaborate uh, Hollywood special effects makeup applied to them. So they, the, the idea here is that... Uh, Beauty is only skin deep, but maybe, like, to form a personal connection, you don't necessarily have to be physically attracted to someone. It's who they are that matters outside of physical attractiveness. And um, it doesn't matter that this person I'm dating is dressed up like a dolphin. 
None of these things look attractive. They are all out of, uh, like, uh, like, uh, nightmares, really. Uh, this is Island of Dr. Moreau, but better from a special effects standpoint. Like, it's, it's, it's insane. Now, a lot of people that I've talked to about the show see this and immediately think furries, which, uh, given most people's knowledge on furries, is understandable. Um, yeah, but, but I never really drew the furry cor- the furry correlation myself because you know Ramjack. We talked about furries a lot when the show, show first started. Uh, we are a friend to that community, you know. And and I was like, oh, these aren't these aren't furries. These are people in special effects makeup. Yeah. Like, okay, that's that's the game of the show. But a lot of people were thinking furries first. But they're not furries. Like they they're like not at um, all like makeup creatures. Like they're I they're like rejects from Farscape. <laughs> like yeah. Like, furries are, like, the big, like, giant mascot suits. Like, so, obviously, the furry community was taken aback by this, and they don't... They I, I, There was an interview done for Slate Magazine where they sat down with a, with a furry in the community, I, I think a prominent member of the furry community, and was oh, just like, what boy. do you think about this? And they asked him all kinds of questions. And there were some interesting things from there that I... Um, that were new to me in the furry world that I didn't know. Um, so let me see if I can find one of these. So, um... Here's just a here's a here's a clip from this uh, interview. The interviewer says, uh, "Plus, these aren't really furries. We know that because real furries would never wear just a head and no fursuit, right?" And this is what the furry uh, this is what the actual furry says. Well, actually, it's just the opposite. It's what it's what's called a partial. If somebody can't afford a full fursuit, they commission a maker to make a partial, which is just a head, paws, tail, and then from that, they can add a full body suit as their finances improve. So, uh, this is aligned with that part of the whole furry thing. But also, a very common misconception about furries is that we all wear full s- fursuits. Wrong! Judging from convention attendance, only about 20-25% to 25% of furs suit up. The rest just wear a t-shirt featuring, uh an anthro critter or a tail of their fursona species which i think is interesting i did not know that i guess it makes sense because well, yeah sure these things are super expensive these are mascot like college mascot restaurant mascot level in in some cases much better suits so i guess if you were into the community it would be more cost effective to just wear a t-shirt with whatever animal that you uh correspond with and then maybe a tail or something else sure that makes sense um, they ask the person, did you have any thoughts on how the contestants were pulling off their fur-adjacent looks? This is what the furry had to say. I do have to say, some of these animal heads are pretty cute. I have nothing to criticize them on that, uh, although I think that the porpoise is kind of creepy. It is. I like the panda. There are definitely more attractive ones than others. The mouse isn't bad. There's a fox, too. A very cool fox. Foxes are very popular in the furry community. Does anyone in the furry community ever dress up as a porpoise or something, uh, some of the weirder ones? I mean, you know, a porpoise is smooth, not furry. Yeah, interviewer, we get that. And this is where uh, the furry world opened up to me a little bit more than I had realized. And that's, that's my fault. Well, says the furry, I'm actually a kimono dragon at the conventions. So there's definitely not, so that's definitely not furry even though it's part of the furry fandom. I do have friends who uh, used to wear a whale head. I forget which particular species of whale, but you can hardly see anybody doing that uh, most of the time. I'm starting to see a few insects uh, in their fur suits, which is something I didn't originally see any of back in the day. So it's starting to broaden, broaden somewhat. 
Weird. Kimono dragon. I'm, cool. I'm more hung up on fucking insects. Like, well, yeah, I, I'm taking it in order because Kimono Dragon's like, okay, I can see reptiles are going from furries because you're more, it's, it's more animalistic and that's cool. The whale, I was like, all right, cool. It, mammal, you know, smooth, who knows? I, I could see it. But when they go to insects is where I get lost. Yeah, look look at that sexy cockroach lady. Oh, cockroach lady? I'm checking out uh, Praying Mantis over there. Ooh, scary, big eyes. Yikes. And it could eat me afterwards. No, no. Yikes. Like, no, I, why would you want to be those things? I don't understand. I, I, I don't either, man. Mm-mm. Very bad. So uh, another question that was posed, in your time with the furry community, have you ever seen a scenario play out where people get romantically interested in each other before they see each other's real faces, kind of like the show on Netflix? And this is what the furry had to say. People, uh, people have met that way. I have a partner who is a walrus in a f- in the furry world and you know it's funny because when i saw him outside of his suit you know the walrus is big and bulky and he wears a padded thing and i went whoa you're skinny uh and then one day i got an email from him and then he says hey you sexy sexy gator because i'm a kimono dragon that kind of sparked a relationship. If people find each other attractive in their suits, they may find each other attractive out of them as well. So I would not be surprised if people started relationships with other furs based on their fur suit. I mean, but yeah, but people like talk on apps and shit. Like uh, people communicate yeah. and can form relationships without seeing each other. Yeah. I don't think this is revolutionary. I just think this is a weird TV show. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> the thing I think that's cute about that moment that this furry talks about is they are kimono dragon, and they found a, a walrus furry um, just in this wide world, this a fur convention. And they expected, because the walrus is a big, bulky creature, and I'm assuming this suit was on point, that that would match the person underneath, but the person underneath wasn't. They 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 saw themselves as a walrus, but in, in their human form, they are a, a, a much smaller person. And this other person just saw them as a sexy gator, obviously, the Kimono Dragon. I just love that it sparked their relationship. And... On whether or not this person's going to watch the show, they're probably going to give it a few episodes and then see what's up. It depends on how much they exploit it and how much they might be trying to play up the weird furry aspect. Our show furries is weird. Um, this is I, which, this is not furries though. I like I don't. It's not. It's I don't see the connection there. Well, it's not. I, they're, they're worried about like people will make the connection and that the show will play it up. Like, ooh, I mean, you think furries have always weirded me out. So the fact that I'm doing this weirds me out. And it's like no separate things. Yeah. Um, their verdict's still out. I, I will definitely be watching this show of because course, I cannot yeah. no, wait to this, see. This show is, like, designed for you. I feel like this is, yeah. like, this is, like, yeah, defo. And there are some weird ones. There's one that doesn't even look like a creep. It almost looks like something out of, uh, what was that one? Attack from Mars or something? Mars Attacks? Mars Those attacks, weird aliens yeah. that... There's one of them that looks like that, and I'm like, where where does that fit into pandas and a porpoise and a rhino? Maybe it's an insect that I haven't seen. I, it was bizarre. I was like, okay. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm. Yeah, I'm looking at some of these images now. Oh God, they're so creepy. It's terrifying. That that's soon, right? You're looking at images. Does it give a date on whatever um, you're seeing? Because I, I don't see a date on this one. July twenty first. So July is going to be a popping month. Oh yeah. We've got all kinds of movies and shows coming up. You're going to be watching your awesome Chris Pratt show. His 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 first action role, just like um these Okay, Chris Pratt's first action role, the first weight loss device ever invented, and uh, 
and the show about furries that isn't about furries. Could everyone <laughs> stop lying? Why are we lying, Brad? Oh. We're just lying to each other in this crazy world. And Joe Biden's only attacking Syria in self-defense. Did they attack us? No. Oh. No, we just we just we just attacked them. In self-defense. Huh. So everyone stop lying. Uh, another uh, another thing that's going to be coming out uh, soonish. Did you know there's another Transformers movie coming? No way. In, in June 24th, 2022, Transformers Rise of the Beasts. Huh? Transformers Rise of the Beasts. The battle on Earth is no longer just between Autobots and Decepticons. Ellipses. Maximals. Predacons and Terrorcons join Transformers Rise of the Beasts. Oh, okay. I guess everyone's getting into the furry like, game. What's a what's or, a you know. what's a Maximal or a Predacon or a Terrorcon? Like, what are these fucking words? <laughs> Brad, you forgot that in the '90s, at some point, they did a very popular Transformer series called Beast Wars, where. The di- uh, I guess the, the Autobots and Decepticons visited Earth in the primal past when dinosaurs and such still roamed the Earth. However, it wasn't just dinosaurs. Um, I think only like the Decepticons did dinosaurs. It was also large insects and gorillas oh. and saber-toothed tigers and things that necessarily did yeah. not live at the same time. Um, so. Ron Perlman is going to be the voice of Optimus Primal, the leader of the Maximals who transforms into a gorilla. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Megatron is like an actual T-Rex or something. It, it does not make any sense. At least in the original Beast Wars, from what I remember. One of them is like a scorpion? I'm... I... Maybe I'm getting it wrong. I. So I'm on Wikipedia now. Um, the only actor um, that's been named as, a, as a, doing voices for these new characters is Ron Perlman. But... Um, as uh, so, the Terrorcons. Uh, we're gonna have uh, Scourge, the leader of the Terrorcons, and a trophy hunter. Nightbird, a female Terrorcon who transforms into a Nissan GTR. <laughs> <laughs> um, Ron Perlman, of course, Optimus Primal, the gorilla. Um, Rhinox mm-hmm. um, transforms into a rhinoceros, and. Aerozor transforms into a falcon. So it's going to be a falcon, a rhinoceros, and a gorilla fighting a trophy hunter and a Nissan GTR. (laughs) Where does this take place in the timeline? Oh, and also during the Autobots, we'll have Optimus Prime, Bumblebee, Mirage, who's a Porsche, um, Arky, who is a Ducati 916. So a bunch of cars... A trophy hunter, a gorilla, a rhinoceros, and a falcon are getting into a fight. And, er, I mean, humans are there, too. Oh, yeah. We'll have Anthony Ramos playing Noah, an ex-military electronics expert who lives with his family in Brooklyn. (laughs) Uh, Dominic Fishback will be playing Elena, an artifact researcher at a museum whose boss keeps taking credit for her work. And Lauren uh, Velez as Noah's mother. Those are our human characters. Hmm. What is your movie? What is I... your fucking movie? How is a gorilla, a rhinoceros, and a falcon gonna fight a bunch of cars? What is this? I mean, I'm definitely gonna have to see a trailer for this because I don't understand. I... What happened to Mark Wahlberg? I thought he was in these movies now. I don't know. This is gonna be weird. I, I haven't seen the, the latest two Transformers movies. 
I, yeah, I, I don't, I did, I downloaded Bumblebee, I still haven't watched it, and I don't think I saw the last one before that, where it was like King Arthur shit. Yeah. No, I think there was one after the King Arthur shit. Oh. I don't know, man. It was, it got weird, and obviously it's like, hey, look, I, I love, I mean, I, I'm definitely going to watch the He-Man cartoon when it comes out, but I, it, I don't know about the new Star Wars. I, I mean, I'm going to have to see this Transformers movie, because it just seems oh, yeah, absolutely Oh, yeah, absolutely, because this is, this is bonkers like ron perlman's voicing a gorilla which is also apparently a trans is it a transforming gorilla it's a, it's a transformer that can also transform into a gorilla so he's a robot that turns into a gorilla you know how like the transformers even when they transform into robots they still kind of have like car parts does he still have gorilla parts yeah so he's just like a big furry robot yeah all right uh, this Brad, is gonna I don't, I mean, in the original cartoon, it took place before humans even, I think, were there. I don't know. No, I think it was just them with each other and animals. I don't think there were even cave people in this weird television show. Okay, I say so cave people, like, like earlier man. So, like, during actual dinosaur times, it was just, like, the Transformers came there and, like, like instead of, yeah. uh, like, becoming cars, became dinosaurs. Yeah, they're just having fun with it, man. Finding all the energon and just, you know, very weird. Taking advantage of the the climate. Now, now how that that the, the thing to me that's even weirder is how they're going to translate that into this other this new movie where there's also cars running around. Yeah. That's that's where I'm 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 intrigued. Like what's what are you going to do? How I've you always wanted to see a fight between a gorilla and a car. Yeah. Cuz they also did dinosaurs recently too in one of the Transformers movies. I thought that was the King Arthur one. So it's like You've already done dinosaurs. Why are you doing this beast? I, you know what? We'll figure it out when we get there. My question is, is there going to be any crossover with any other larger franchises? And um, obviously the answer is no, but I'm just thinking, what if Fast 10? Mm, Fast 10 should have some Transformers. Should have Transformers in it. I mean, obviously, right? Listen, we, we got two more Fast and the Furious movies. Um, I, I think it's time to bring in the Transformers. I think there should be like something uncomfortable because if they're gonna bring back Paul Walker, they're gonna, it's gonna be uncomfortable anyway. Make it even more awkward, but have them address it. Like the Transformer just takes on Paul Walker Walker's look, and he is now a, a Transformer. Oh, okay, and even, then it's better, like, even not better. cool, we man. Up, we pick up where the last movie ended. Uh, Paul Walker's car drives up <laughs> to the house, and then they're all like, "Hey, Paul Walker!" And then, "Hey, guys." <gasps> Sorry, I've been meaning to tell you this for a long time, but I'm actually a transforming robot. What? <laughs> That's right. I always have been. I just didn't want anybody to know. And then he's just a transformer. Whoa. I mean, that does explain a lot. But still, still, sometimes they have him transformed back into Paul Walker, but we only see him from behind in those scenes. <laughs> yeah, that's the that's the whole thing that's going to make this. But I, but yeah, but, but the whole cast warms up to the idea, and that also gets the audience warmed up to the idea that yeah, this is a digital version of Paul Walker, and oh, yeah, you're then, just going to see the human from the back. But but we're all but, accepting it, right? That's but, part of the movie that we all accept. But it. then Jordana's Bru- family. But then Jordana Brewster's like, it makes so much more sense now. And then we see her holding up her baby, and it's. Like half of it's like a fucking car. <laughs> or it doesn't make sense. It's like half car, half gorilla, and you're like, what the fuck's this? Well, guys, listen. <laughs> Weird. There's beast bots coming, or, 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 or beastables, whatever they were yeah. called, whatever Brad said. And then John Cena's like, oh wow, my my little nephew is a part is partially a car. Cool. Hey, it's me, John Cena, part of this family that's always been part of this family, and. <laughs> No questions asked. Where was it? Where was this brother 
during any of the other movies. Oh, you, you got kicked out of the family. Ooh. Doing what? Didn't Dom, like, bust a dude up with a pipe or something? Like, yeah. what, did, what did he do to yeah. get... But, but what he didn't, but yeah, he busted up that pipe, but John Cena was right there when that happened. In fact, it's all John Cena's fault. Oh, holy shit. I cannot wait to see this movie now. Oh, it's such a good movie. I fucking love, I'm going to see it again soon. It's great. I love it. They go to space. It's amazing. Come on. Alex, Um, I know we love helping people and we especially love helping our friends, the Mormons. But I thought we could play some giving advice to the game. And Alex, I, I've, I've went to a new level with the Mormons. I, I stepped away from the advice forum. And I've gone to the parenting forum. Oh, wow. I didn't even realize there were other forums Oh, in yeah. This. There's, there's, it's, it's in the general discussion forum. There's a subsection on parenting. So, Alex, I'm hoping you can give some parenting advice to these Mormons. Hi, guys. I'm just a mom cat. <clears throat> Playing with the opposite gender, primary age. <clears throat> Hi guys, I'm just a mom cat. I'm a newbie. I've only made two posts. So my eight-year-old daughter has a favorite friend from school who happens to be a boy. I've gotten to know the mom and she's amazing. They're just the most wonderful family ever. My daughter asked if she could go over to their house and I said, yeah, exclamation point, and set it up without even giving it another thought. Oh, Five boy. dot ellipses. Until now. Now I'm wondering, was I in the wrong? What do you think about letting your primary age child visit and play with friends of the opposite gender? I know that For the Strength of Youth advises not to date until 16. But at age 8, they're not thinking in terms of dating. And neither was I. <laughs> wow. Mom cats. You're a fucking lunatic. Yeah, that's that's lunatic. That's so weird. I mean, I mean, I played with kids that weren't my same gender when I was really young. Whoa, scandalous. I, but I mean, it was just because we were young kids. Like we didn't even the concept of dating for an eight-year-old is truly non-existent, other than like in an abstract idea of I've seen this in television that my parents watch, or it, it hypothetically in some in some future someone is going to get married or something, or whatever. Hey, are are you into the X-Men? Because I like X-Men. Cool. Let's play X-Men. Did you watch Power Rangers? Sure, I guess. Let's play Power Rangers. Okay. Oof. There was no. I, there was no like well, wait a minute what does this mean and, and for my parents credit i don't think there was i think there was someone down the street that actually had a beef with it that was like i don't know if we should let our daughter play with alex and katie that's my sister because alex is a boy Weird. and we were like okay I, and i was like all right fine cool whatever i strange i mean because we're all young but all right um Alex, you know I like to scroll through and see what other people are saying. <laughs> well, you got to. You and got to. I, like, uh, a lot of normal, like, responses, like, they're kids, whatever. Um, yeah, grow up and shut up. I got up to this one, and it's very long, and it just goes on for a little bit. But then this, the beginning of this paragraph, which is about halfway through, starts off. <laughs> and as long as I have the mic, I'll post some of my own observations on young children. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. <clears throat> At age four to five, girls start forming a power triangles. What? It's a social dynamic where girls try to be the queen bee and part of the primary po power triangle. 
and exercise p power over other girls. The malicious form, these groups don't have to be malicious, but those but those are the ones that, to look out for of this, ha has the queen bee playing power games at the expense of other girls within her own triangle by including and excluding girls that had been excluded and included before, and over others in general. Even though your daughter is older than this, this dynamic never really goes away, so train your child now on how to navigate her integrity inside and outside of these groups. At this age, boys have a physicality that they aren't sure what to do with. The training they need from this age onward is is they don't use their strength. Strength will grow into each other power and influence, but we start with strength to hurt others. And they use their strength to help and defend others. And just like you taught your daughter how to handle herself when other girls are abusing their social cachet, you should also teach your daughter how to handle herself when boys abuse their physical strength. At age six to seven, <laughs> but that was all four to five. At age six to seven, wow. girls start bringing boys into the power triangle. The boys aren't really part of the triangle, <laughs> but they can be brought in or out as a way to show power. Additionally, they begin to show interest in experimenting with more advanced form of relationships. They begin to look into the boyfriend-girlfriend dynamic. That's not to say your daughter is, but she certainly has friends who are claiming to have a boyfriend. At this stage, what a boyfriend <laughs> is slash what? does is nebulous, but significant. It's a clear milestone exclamation point. At this age, it's probably better to focus on what on what sort of one-on-one -on -one behaviors are socially appropriate and which are not. At this age, boys are learning more about the social hierarchy among boys. I don't believe I've noticed one initiate the boyfriend-girlfriend dynamic, but they'll go along if asked. At age, at eight to nine, boys will begin bringing girls into social dynamic. Having a girlfriend becomes a status symbol. Not that your daughter's friends view it like this, but there are boys she knows at this age who are experimenting with this new social relationship. She may be approached for a date or to be someone's girlfriend and should know how to handle the scenario. At, at 10 to 12, girls learn that sex is power. 10 to 12, they learn wow. that sex is power. They notice that boys wear a goofy look when they sit too close. They notice older women with their makeup get what they want. As the physical and social as the social and physical cases earlier, they need to be taught not to abuse this power and to recognize examples of that abuse. I haven't observed much beyond that, so after the next few years, you're on your own. <laughs> What's up, crazy person? Oh, crazy person, you have let us know you were crazy in so many ways um, that and, you may not be aware of. And that that was um that was Mordor Bund, Mordor Bund, oh, God. and can I tell you that their little avatar is Carmen Sandiego with the uh, um 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 the uh, Sauron Lord of the Rings eye? What? Yeah. Like, oh, wow. What a fucking weirdo. Power triangles. What are we talking about? Power triangles. It's all about the power triangle, Brad, and who gets brought in. You don't remember the power triangles you were involved I in or brought into as a kid? Power triangles. Think what back, are we friend. talking about? Think back. This Carmen Sandiego with the Eye of Sauron is insane. Yeah. Mordorbund. Like. They won the day on June 13th? What the fuck does that mean? I don't know. Oh, they had the most liked comment on that day. Oh, Wow. I love the concept of if I post, I can win the day. That was not the day that this was posted, by the way. No, <laughs> Just obviously say that for the not. record. This um, old power triangle day was not the day. <laughs> I mean, wow. 
<sighs> I, in, in the on a related note on Mordor or the I would say Lord of the Rings, I saw an article this week that talked about how um, uh, I guess the, the undertones of homosexuality that obviously in the J.R.R. Tolkien books, especially around the characters of Frodo and Samwise Gamgee. And, um, you know, it was an article. I was like, all right. Uh, when I was a kid, I was super into Lord of the Rings. Obviously, I grew out of that because it's what it is. It's Lord of the Rings. It's not that great. Um, but they had some compelling evidence that I did not know about, especially about J.R.R. Tolkien's life and the people he hung out with that would, that would, J.R.R. Tolkien's dead. No one can speak for him. And there was a lot that I guess he put into the books to be like, oh, okay, I guess this, this could go either way. This is ambiguous, but I, I, it's even more on the fence of whether or not this was a romantic uh, relationship or just a really strong, uh, interesting for the time bromance. Um, because we, that, that was not uncommon in the day where people of the same gender would have really intimate friendships. At least that's what we were told in history. I, but anyway, and I say all that to say the comments from that article were astounding. Tons of people uh, were like, well, well, a lot of people were like, okay, yeah, yeah, this is well, well researched. The academic on this is pretty interesting. I guess it could go both ways. That's what the author of the article even says. Uh, it, it talked more about queer representation in the literature as well. It, all that to say, the the other people came out of the woodwork saying, this is insane. How could you possibly say this about my beloved characters of Frodo and Samwise? Ugh. Frodo is straight. Frodo is straight. How dare you? And who it's cares? like, guys, who, who can't? Like, that's who the thing. The and it's just like, who gives a cares? fuck? How dare you say that about Samwise Gamgee? Ugh. Him and Frodo's love was pure and totally platonic. Um, Frodo and Samwise and Samwise's wife live together. I did not know this in the books. Um, and when Samwise dies in the books, I'm not going to get into like all the academic, but it's interesting from like the fun fantasy character. Um, in the afterlife, he goes with Frodo. He doesn't go with his family because he has like kids and like, like extended family and his wife. They just kind of go away and he hangs out with Frodo for eternity in whatever the equivalent of heaven is. Not to say that that, I mean, that's, that's a, that's a bro ship. I get it. I mean, and maybe he was getting tired of what was going on with his fam. Who knows the dynamic of Samwise Gamgee. And Frodo Baggins, but there's some interesting stuff there. I, it's, I think it could go either way. I, but that's all I'll say about it. It was an interesting article, but the comments made it like, oh my god, guys, calm down. Yeah, the only the only thing that I'm less interested in than that article is the comments of people that have strong opinions about that article. Well, that's what made it interesting, more interesting to me, because it's like, goodness gracious, I, it's just, it's a I, carnival. It, it's literally just these people so hurt that someone could talk about their characters like this you're you're projecting onto these characters like, buddy you are too like that's what this fantasy bullshit is for all of you that's come yikes. on yikes know yourself guys yeah. anyway let's uh, go back to these mormons like, yeah. let's see what else they're up to yeah first uh, yeah grow up shut up um get yeah. kids um there's no power triangles like fuck off with <laughs> that shit power triangles are non-existent but continue Oh, how are your kids' power triangles, Alex? How are they going? I gotta go figure out now. <laughs> I didn't even know this was a whole thing. Oh, well, it's a thing. Um, Alex, we got another question here. Hi, guys. I'm just an Alyssa B. Um, that's a name. Terrible. No good. Um, hi, guys. I'm just an Alyssa B. Daughter wants her belly button pierced. <clears throat> hi, guys. I'm just an Alyssa B. Our eldest daughter started her freshman year of college last week. 
Her first act of pseudo-independence was to get her belly button pierced the night that we moved her into her dorm. She turned 18 last month, and DH and I respect her right- What is DH? And DH and I- I, I don't know. And I respect her right to make her own choices regarding her body. However, our 15-year-old daughter is now emboldened by her sister. She also wants a belly button ring, but is not keen on waiting until college. I'm not sure how, but navel piercing has become somewhat standard for girls in high school. DD, okay, this is in parentheses. DD currently has her. Oh. Oh. What? Oh, I just figured out what this DDDH shit is. I mean, it's a family kind of. Uh, go ahead. What? What is? What is it specifically? It's it's dear husband and dear daughter. Ooh. Yeah. Um, Yikes. Parentheses, DD, dear daughter, currently has only her earlobe pierced. We don't live in Utah. We've taught them our values, but our kids haven't grown up in that culture. The reality of the situation is that nearly all of DD's friends are non-LDS, and most of these girls have pierced belly buttons. All the girls have pierced belly buttons now? Weird. In some places outside of Utah, maybe. I I guess. I know well, I know well these girls my daughter associates with. They honor their parents, go to church, respect the community, do well in school, play sports, and volunteer. They just happen to have a little jewel in their tummies. <laughs> Amazing. Like a troll doll. It's... Yeah, you're, you're, I think your daughter's hanging out with troll dolls. <laughs> Weird. Um, How's they also, their hair game? They also have fluorescent hair that sticks straight up. Weird. Oh, okay. That makes it total trolls. Yeah. Those are trolls. They, they don't at all adhere to the negative stereotypes of teens with piercings. <laughs> Goodness. Oh, they don't adhere to any of the stereotypes of teens with piercings. I know that having a belly button ring would not affect DD's impeccable character. The overprotective mom in me answered her initial request, wait until you're 18. But after having given it some thought, I would be willing to sign the necessary forms to allow her to get her belly button pierced. DH disagrees. He, he believes girls with belly rings are over-sexualized and fears <laughs> subjecting DD to that. Parentheses. Side note, we don't restrict our girls from showing their midriffs. It's the 21st century. They wear bikinis and crop tops. As such, DD's... What? DD15. Oh, dear daughter. The 15-year-old dear daughter. Oh, these fucking codes. <laughs> DD15's belly ring would regularly be shown off. DH thinks all piercings are trashy, for lack of a better word. According to DD, getting your belly button pierced is a rite of passage. She likens it to having pierced ears nowadays. I'm relieved that she doesn't want her nose, our tongue, parentheses, our nipples, um, screaming emoji, <laughs> pierced, like some of her peers. We've had a talk with her about the extensive healing process and the responsibility required to, s- to stave off infection. She's mature enough to know that the piercing could attract the wrong kind of attention and change the way people perceive her, as unfair as that might be, and she accepts the long-term consequences of having a possibly never-healed hole, never-healing hole in her belly. I'm interested in y'all's thoughts. <laughs> Have any of you given permission for a belly button ring? Hmm... I I don't understand this weird and I don't know if I've ever understood it. Um I don't know 
When I was younger, there was a part of me that was like, should I get like a, a piercing of some sort? Um, it was more in like a weird kind of idea of, I don't know, some, I think some of them look kind of cool, but I wouldn't in the same way I wouldn't get a tattoo. Like I, I don't want to permanently do something like that to my body personally. Mm -hmm. But if other people do, I don't necessarily like see it as a negative or a bad thing. Yeah, no, who cares? And I don't. I don't necessarily see uh, a belly ring as sexualization at all. I, I maybe. Yeah. I, I'm sure I, there's people that are turned on to the same way that people are turned on to furry suits, or the same people people are turned on to special effects. Uh, special effects, my God. Like I, to each their own. But I, it's just a piercing. It's just a form of expression. Yeah. I like weird. Like I, yeah. super weird. Just like yeah. Who cares? Who cares? Like come on, grow up, shut up. I, I will say genital piercings do scare me a little oh, bit more, or like give me more yeah. fear because yes, yes because a lot of weird things can happen there. And and I, I've talked to people who have stories about it being a positive and a very negative thing. Yeah, uh, and it's again, it's almost like random, like you don't know it. However, the needle goes in of how oh. things heal or do not heal properly mm. but everything else it's like okay maybe uh, maybe like the uh the large gauge piercings because it's just like larger chunks of your body it's it's harder to heal but anything but again to each their own i yeah, I, I do what you want not, to do but yeah, yeah that shit looks the reason i would never get any of these things is because that looks painful i mean that's also a big part for me as well like, it's like i, I, I don't I, I care to be i don't yeah. think it, i like i don't have a problem with it but i don't think it looks particularly cool and i don't find it i don't i do i see the pain far more of a problem than the positive of what it would look like yeah when whenever i thought about getting a piercing it was like an eyebrow piercing and i know that sounds weird because that's that would also be very painful because the way they do that isn't like the little guns they use for your ear so it's almost like you're getting pricked like a like a, a finger prick for a diabetic like it's no big deal but th those they actually like put a needle through and they have to hold it in there it gets weird like it yeah. would be a process and i don't I cringed even to think about it. But there's something about that in the 90s. I thought, well, that looks kind of cool. If I had to get a piercing, maybe I'd do that. No, you could have got one of those and, like, been Adam Bass. <laughs> yeah. But again, notice the language. If I had to get one. Yeah. Because it's not like I'm going to do it on my own. Yeah. It's no good. But if a kid wants it, and I, I, I could see that being, like, the common, like, progression of it. Because I, I, I do see a lot of people when I'm on the beach or even at, like, uh, the YMCA. A lot of people do have their navels pierced. It's like, all right, cool. I mean, be yeah. you. Also, that's like I, I feel like that's a real easy one. Like if if like for if you're like worried, like I don't know these fucking weirdo Mormons. Like you're worried about how people are gonna judge you. Well, you just like wear like a shirt that covers it and like case yeah. closed. And it is also more common now because and that goes into fashion of showing your your midriff, whether you're a lady or a guy, uh, in in fashion. And if it's something people are gonna see a lot, sure, why not? Yeah, I yeah. This is not this is not even a deal at all. D H Get it together. Come yeah. on, man. Also, stop using this DHDD nonsense. I got DD18 and a DD15. That's how I refer to them. They have names, but you're strangers. <laughs> Why would I tell you that? Unless this crazy person named their children DD18 oh, and DD15. Oh, let's... let's... Yeah, the comments, Brad. Let me oh, hear some of the these. Oh, the comments. Oh, the comments. Uh, let's go to Neurotypical. I think we've heard from Neurotypical before. Oh, yeah. Um... I guess it depends on the extent you wish to instill standards of modesty. 
And then there's a link to the standards of youth dress and appearance. Um, no thank you. Um, but hey, since, quote, it's the 21st century, you might as well allow your 15-year-old daughter to not only have a belly button ring, but also a nipple ring, and a chain from the nipple ring to a tattoo of the sexy cat thing on her stomach. Nothing says, I wish to res be respected for the quality of my soul and character like that stuff. <laughs> what what sexy cat thing on their stomach? Yeah, okay, dog. so okay, not only a, a belly button ring, but also a yeah. nipple ring and a okay. chain from the nipple ring to a tattoo of the sexy cat thing on her stomach. Like there's a a dermal piercing where like it that goes into the sexy cat. What sexy cat thing is on I her tongue? No, what are we talking about? Sexy cat thing on her stomach. That's just as much as that's just as telling as the person who wrote that because one. What sexy cat thing? Tattoo I've never seen some cat thing that was sexy on someone's stomach before. To a tattoo of the sexy cat thing on her Is it like a okay, furry no, tattoo? I, like, okay. Okay, so let's just break... I, because of the sentence, the, the punctuation isn't great, Um, so we've got to decipher this a bit. So um, it's a tattoo on her stomach of the sexy cat thing. So what is the sexy cat thing? So if I Google sexy cat thing, is there a specific thing? I'm gonna guess no. I don't think so either, but you know, you never know. Am I just not aware of something? Um, no, I'm seeing a lot of like <laughs> weird <laughs> Halloween costumes. I'm seeing a sexy cat in the hat costume. <laughs> I don't know if that exists, friend. I'm but I'll seeing take a sexy thing one and thing two from Cat in the Hat costume. Saying something is sexy. I'm seeing Taylor Swift in cats. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, weird. Alright, it was worth, worth, worth researching, I guess. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Come on, guys. Let, let the kids the be the kids. It's fuck. fine. But ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening to Ramjack. I am Alex. Uh, the other guy is Brad. Uh, you can get at us by going to the, the website, ramjackpodcast.com. You can go to the Facebook group and talk to us. There's also a YouTube channel. There's ways to get in contact with us. And friends, um, please, please contact us if you have any, uh, you know, if you have any uh, um, fears, hopes, dreams, um, drawings of fears. Uh, if you have garbage from the future, we're still looking for that. Oh, yeah. Um, always. We'll be checking back in with T um, pretty soon. And T. So if you have any thoughts about the Silver Angel, about, like, special conversations you might or might not have had with Mr. T in the back of a limo... Anything, anything along those lines, please let us know. Also, most importantly, please let us know where the sexy cat thing falls in your power triangle. The fuck is a power triangle? I'm confused by, so is there like three kids and one of them is a girl or like two of them are a girl or all three of them a girl? Like how does this power triangle Oh yeah, girl, girls. You see, girls form power triangles amongst themselves, and then later they incorporate boys into the power triangle. Uh, I don't know, man. Like, what the fuck's this? What's the sexy cat thing? Is it is it based purely <laughs> on gender or like identified attractive? Like who you're attracted to? Like I don't. No, no, no. Because because he says that originally the 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 power triangle thing is that's girls form that. Um, they begin forming power triangles at around age four to five. Well, <laughs> at, at age four to five, girls start forming power triangles. It's a social dynamic where girls try to be the queen bee and part of the pow primary power triangle and exercise power over the other girls.
So I'm trying to think about how this relates to other Mormon things. And is it just girls? Because I I seem to remember in the Bible, God creating his own power triangle. Well, at age age 67, girls start bringing boys (laughs) into the power triangle. Okay. So, So, I mean. At age six or seven. Well, no. So, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. mm Mm-hmm. Power triangle, right? Classic power triangle. Well, I mean, maybe if a, I think I think a girl had to have made it a power triangle. I don't think I don't think I don't think guys can make power triangles. Are there any power triangles in the Fast and Furious Nine? Oh, I, I mean, um, okay. Oh, there. Well, yeah, of course there is. There's, I mean, there's all kinds of power triangles in Fast and the Furious Nine. I mean, again, I haven't seen, and this is not Fast and Furious, but like the the Transformers movie where Bumblebee's in the eighties or whatever, and there's the girl that he hangs out with. Uh, did she bring Bumblebee into her power triangle, and how did that affect? It? I need to see this movie now because I think there may be a power triangle dynamic, and Bumblebee's being brought into it. I mean, I think Cipher definitely created a power triangle. Ooh. Um, I think Cipher, John Cena. And um, that other guy that's the other villain, I think they have a power triangle. Power triangle, classic. And guess who's the queen bee? Because there's a queen bee in those scenarios. Every power triangle has a queen bee. Cypher's always always the queen bee of the power triangle. Does a queen bee have to be a woman or just someone? Um, Alex- Alex, women create power triangles. Men create power triangles. Get this through your head. I mean, yeah, we have um, the Ramjack has always been uh, two people on the show. Well, we I mean, we would bring in a special guest like a Jonathan, but we didn't no. create like a power triangle. That's just a hangout. No. But a woman now, would create a podcast that's a power triangle. Yeah, you know, when Cl- when Clara comes on the podcast, she tried to make it a power triangle. That is, I remember that now. I can yeah. remember that now. Like I had to cut out a lot of the talk when she was trying to make it a power triangle. And anytime Tammy comes on the podcast, she tries to make it a power triangle. Right now, we're doing the Highlander podcast. We're keeping track of 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 who who in the end um is going to be the only one. Why? Because they're trying to make a power triangle. And you're in that friend. They brought you into yeah. it. Yeah, they pulled me into their power triangle. There's a lot I'm learning tonight, and I thought yeah. it was nonsense. Um, I'm looking. I'm looking at um Fast Nine on IMDb right now. The stars. It, it lists three stars. Three stars. Vin Diesel, Michelle Rodriguez, and Jordana Brewster. Two out of three. What do we got? Women making a power triangle. Power triangle. And Dom's in it. There you go. I mean, come on. Obviously, power triangles. The evidence is there. Believe in it. Guys, you can't deny power triangles. Believe. (laughs) (laughs) It's a scientific fact. Fact. Oh, what the fuck is that? What is the cat thing? What's the sexy cat? <laughs> the strongest shape in nature is the power triangle. It's not the arch. What the fuck? Or that sexy cat thing. <laughs> Whatever you put a sexy if cat anyone, thing on. If anyone knows what the fuck a power triangle or the sexy cat thing is, please let us know. I, I, and yeah, how, how the sexy cat attaches to your power triangle. Because it can be augmented, <sighs> I guess. It's weird. I, crazy week. Crazy week. Guys, it's a weird fucking week. <laughs> <sighs> free Britney, free Julian Assange, fuck Bill Cosby. I'm glad Rumsfeld's dead. Goodbye. Bye.